legend. Welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, New Zealand girl, mindset coach, here to help you thrive, to help you heal, to help you overcome all those old feelings of unworthiness and fear and limits and doubts, and help you to step into the greatness that you are literally created for. I bring you amazing people from all around the world to inspire and empower you. So let's get into it. Hey, hey, beautiful people, Monica Ferguson here, coming to you live from my bed tonight at almost 10pm, which is very interesting because this episode has been bouncing around in my head all day. I've had all these ideas for content to make around this topic. I've been writing them down all day and then I just got into bed, lit my candles, incense on, all good and cosy. And I cannot get get this thing out of my head. So whoever this is for, I want to hear from you because this is loud and it, it's always so fun to hear. You know, when I have massive inspiration like this and like I have to create something, it's always for someone in particular or people in particular. So I really want to hear from you guys because today we're going to talk about inner child healing and, you know, some of our topics I know can get quite deep and quite dark, but this is how we create change, right? And many of us did experience childhood trauma or abuse or whatever, neglect, you know, Um, and certainly in the world that I'm in right now, where I'm working with kids, youth, sort of 15 to 24-ish in age who have been severely abused and neglected, I'm seeing what's happening over and over again, and actually though, in everyone, everyone comes with certain degrees of trauma, right, you didn't necessarily have to have a horrific upbringing Um, and so I really want to make sure that that everyone knows that whatever they've gone through is valid okay because I know that often and in New Zealand culture especially we're very quick to minimize stuff and say oh it's not as bad as someone else I don't care it's just as valid it's equally as valid it's equally as important okay so while in this episode I might cover some heavy-ish topics even if you don't relate to that just be re- like rest assured that there will be things in here that you can apply to your own life that will change the game. Okay, so this is going to be a bit of a, a mindset lesson as well, but then also a practical thing. Like, how do we actually move through it? Because this is, I reckon, the thing that I am most proud of in my entire life. You know, like, I've had some pretty big wins of late um, in terms of business and, and success and stuff like that. But you know what? Nothing comes close to how proud I feel of the work that I've done to be the person that could create that. You know, like my podcast. This this podcast has been streamed in 61 countries. It's showing up in international charts all around the world, which is so incredible, just so amazing. But you know what? Like, I'm more proud of all the, the versions of myself I had to fight through to be able to create the podcast, to show up, to record it. You know, the, f- the very first one I recorded, I deleted immediately. The first three, I still cringe at when I heard them back. Um, it's been a real, you know, like I was freaking out. I was like super, super anxious and absolutely in that state of imposter syndrome. And who am I to do this? And who cares what I have to say? And I haven't done enough and all these sorts of things, you know? So that's what I'm most proud of. And you know, people often assume things as well. You know, we, we make assumptions about each other and we see the end result often and not the process, right? So you look at someone, how they show up online, how they show up 
in a certain situation, you make assumptions, but you really have no idea what they've gone through to become that person. Okay, so let's, have, let's start with a little, a little mindset lesson, okay? As you guys know, I am a huge fan of understanding how the subconscious mind works because this is where our power is, right? So the mind is broken up into two parts, conscious and subconscious, right? The conscious mind is roughly 5%. That is it. 5% that we actually have control over at the conscious level. And the other 95% is subconscious and it is responsible for our safety and our survival. Now this matters so, so, so much, okay? Because it does not care about our happiness at all. It cares about keeping you safe. So if we think about our childhood experiences, right? If you, if you reflect on what was your childhood like, what are the first words and feelings and thoughts and memories that come up for you when you think back to what your childhood was like, okay? So the subconscious mind is formed from zero to seven years old, right? It's like a program. It literally is like a computer program that we're programming in and we're making beliefs, we're creating beliefs, we're making assumptions based on the environment that we're in, all right? So if we were raised in an environment where everyone had amazing self-worth and self-love, where everyone told us how wonderful we are, how limitless we are, how easy life is, and how everything's always working out for us, great. You probably aren't listening to this podcast, right? <laughs> but let's be real, for most of us, that was not the case. And this is the thing, right? You know that saying, hurt people hurt? Well, most people are very unconscious in the way that they live, right? They're simply repeating cycles that they didn't heal, cycles that they learned from their parents and their life. And so they, they learn, oh my gosh, the world is such a terrible place. You have to protect yourself. Money is so hard to get. There's never enough of it. Everyone's out to get you, you know, um, Whatever it is, there, there's a gazillion limiting beliefs that people carry, right? And stories like that. And many people just accept them. Society accepts this narrative of limits, lack, um, all sorts of stuff. Not understanding that our belief system is what creates our life, right? So we'll get to that as we go. So let's say, let's, for argument's sake, let's say that you were raised in a home where there was abuse, there was trauma, there was neglect, Okay, and now I remember, if you didn't have anything crazy, just, just extract whatever you need out of this next part, okay? No one's going minimize, to minimize themselves here. That's not how we roll. We're not doing that. And even if it's not you, take this on and figure out how you can understand people close to you who may have gone through this stuff, okay? So let's say you were raised in a home where there was physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, um, where you were neglected, where you were told that you were a burden, where you were told and you were made to feel like no one wanted you, you weren't good enough, all these sorts of things, right? Or you were raised in a home where you saw your mother get abused physically, mentally, emotionally, right? So zero to seven, right? So you're forming belief systems. You're seeing what relationships are. You're figuring out your identity. You're figuring out who you are in the world. And so you're looking at your parents who are the closest ones to you and you're going, okay, so my parents tell me that I'm a burden. My parents neglect me. My parents um, can't be bothered with me. 
and you start making beliefs, right? I'm obviously a burden. I'm obviously not good enough. Um, I'm obviously, you know, one of my kids the other day said to me, I know I'm a disappointment. 16-year-old boy told me that. Mon, I know I'm a disappointment. And I was like, oh, and then he went off. There were like four or five more statements like that that he made, and he was simply reciting back to me things that his parents had said to him. And because it came from his parents, he believed them, right? And it was heartbreaking. And so as I tried to shift that in him, it bounced right off him, right? Because I can say something positive, but he's heard negatives thousands of times. So it's going to take a lot to swing that the other way, right? So let's say, you know, you've been told these things or you've, or you've been made to feel this way. Let's say your parents had all of their own stuff going on and they couldn't show up for you the way that you needed them to, right? So you've created these belief systems. Now what happens is, if we go back to a mindset lesson, right? You've got a belief. The belief is I'm a burden, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, I'm a disappointment, I'm not good enough, right? Let's say any of those beliefs. Now what happens is your subconscious mind, which is responsible for keeping you safe, right? Is like, ah, oh, okay, so it's, gonna, it's also responsible for seeking out more, right? This is another key thing. So the conscious mind has gone, okay, so here's the belief. And then the subconscious mind goes about creating evidence of that thing for you, right? Because the mind is neutral, right? It doesn't worry about, is it true? Is it not true? Is it fear? Is it not fear? It's completely neutral, the very fact is that if you take on a belief and assumption, you've literally programmed your mind to seek out evidence of that thing. So this is really good when we're aware of the power that we have with our thoughts. Most people are not though, right? So they're unconsciously creating more and more and more of what they don't want, and then they get evidence of it, and then it's easier to keep that belief going, right? So let's say, yeah, you believe I am... A burden. So as, as you take on that belief, you start creating more and more evidence of that, right? And so you actually start projecting that belief onto situations and creating meaning for yourself. So let's say you're, you, know, you have some friends and you guys get into a fight. And the fight was really because your friend had a, a really bad day and they snapped at you. But because you inherently believe you are a burden, you've made it mean that you're a burden, right? So you go, see? So you can literally start creating meaning. Now, we've all done this, right? We've all done this a gazillion times. And the example that I've given on here, <laughs> and it was one of the first times that I really became aware of it. I was 20, 20 years old, and I was working um, in front of house in a bakery and like in a cafe. And I noticed this lady one day one of the customers was constantly staring at me right every single time I turned around she was staring at me and it was really starting to piss me off because I was so insecure at that time I loathed myself I hated my body I hated my appearance I felt hideous I felt ugly I felt unworthy and I felt like she was like almost picking on me like in my mind she was like she was looking at me and she was judging me because that's what I was doing to me, right? So I projected that onto her. Now, at the end of her visit, she comes up to me and she says, oh, I just love your earrings so much. Where did you get them from? 
Right? So I had created this whole storm in my own head that wasn't even true because I had projected my insecurities onto her. Why? Because I had programmed my mind to think negatively about myself that that became the default thought, right? Now, this is why this stuff matters. Because even though if things happened to us as a child, that was not our fault, right? That was not our fault. And I see this so often in kids that I'm working with, youth, but also adults that I work with one-on-one. It is the meaning that we've assigned to these things that hurts us. And it continues to hurt us until we break the cycle, right? Because we have created false meaning to something and then we've continued to recreate it, right? So so if we go back to that, right? So let's say you've got this belief of being a burden, being unattractive, being whatever. So you start projecting it onto things in your life, right? And then you start creating evidence of it. Even if that evidence is not true, in your mind it is, right? So then... If you've programmed yourself to think, I am unworthy, unlovable, I'm a burden, you're going to start attracting people like that to you because your mind is so clever that if you think I'm unlovable, you're only going to seek out people that are going to treat you like that, right? That's exactly what's going to happen. And the fact is that if you've gone your whole life with a belief of being unlovable, you've probably never experienced real love. So actually, the people that treat you like trash are going to feel very comfortable and familiar. It's going to give you a bit of a rush, right, initially, and then it's going to hurt you because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You have already decided before you even met that person that you're unlovable. Therefore, that has to play out that way. You've literally picked out someone that's going to treat you like that. And this is all happening at an unconscious, right, subconscious level. This is outside of your conscious awareness. But... What happens is that people are not aware of the fact that our mind is constantly seeking out more of what we believe. So we go, why do I keep dating the same guy? Why does this thing keep happening? Why am I always struggling with money? Why can't I lose weight? Why can't I, you know, all these things that we keep repeating over and over again. It is coming from us at the subconscious level. Okay, so let's talk about some of the the common, the really common things that come up for people. Okay, so the reason that I spoke about, you know, burden and unlovable and unworthy, these are key things that come in every single person, every single person. So outside of even, you know, a family dynamic or a childhood dynamic, society teaches us this, right? Like we are literally taught by society that our value comes from what we do what we have, and what other people think about us. So in that sense, we need to tell society to shove it, right? Because it's making everyone miserable, it's making everyone depressed, and um, it's not real, right? All this BS that we see online and and the highlights reel of people's lives and the, the social media, you know, perfection, it's not real. And we know that if we talk to other people, like, we know that. But we need to we need to start being aware and really taking charge of our own thoughts, not just being reactive to our environment. And again, we're not taught how to do this. That's why we're doing this. That's why this podcast exists, right? It's to help you take charge of your own life, to literally change your destiny. And so I'm very, very passionate about those of us, and because this was me too, who have gone through 
horrible stuff like childhood trauma and things like that and we didn't know that we we had to change it because even though and this is the really unfair part (laughs) that sucks and I've had moments where I've thrown my toys out of the car and been like ah look I'm so sick of healing from stuff that wasn't my fault you know I've had moments like that do not think for a second I am positive all the time I am not that's why I box right (laughs) but um like we have to heal our own subconscious beliefs if we want to create a different result even though those beliefs often didn't come from us they were projections from other people onto us. If we want a different outcome, we have to do the work ourselves. And it sucks. I'm not going to lie. But it's also incredible. Because when we realize that we're in charge and that our life is literally as awesome as our ability to manage our own thoughts. And now, this does not mean you have to be one of those toxic positivity people I'm not about that because it has to be real right remember your your subconscious mind is calling the shots your subconscious mind is 95% of your mind so the toxic positivity people are simply bypassing right they're only operating at the 5% of the conscious mind so they can sit around going oh no all is well love and light babe namaste whatever but if they don't actually believe that all the way down to their subconscious they will never be able to get a different result. They're actually, I'm going to say this, they're actually acting like cowards because those people that are saying to everyone, you need to just be positive, that is the worst advice. Bypassing our pain, bypassing the truth of what's going on for us is the worst advice I've ever heard. And it's what happens so often, right? And even in this hustle and grind culture, there are people just being like, you just need to push through, you just need to smash yourself. No, you don't right? So let's segue into the next part of this, because what do we actually do, right? When we start to become aware of cycles that are showing up in our life, is that in love? Is that in relationships? Is it in friendships? Is it in an inability to be vulnerable with people, right? You know what's coming up under all of that? Safety. You don't feel safe. You don't feel safe to be vulnerable. You don't feel safe to let people in, you don't feel good enough, you don't feel worthy, because you've been taught that you're not, or you've created a belief that you weren't based on how you were treated, all right? So something that I always talk about, you guys, which is just life-changing and so, so important if you want to move beyond this stage, is self-forgiveness and self-compassion, because so often right? Oh man, this was me for years, you guys, like absolutely. All I did was judge and shame myself about the lack of results that I had, about the failure of my relationships, the issues that I had with my body, that I should be there, not here, I'm not good enough, comparing myself to everyone else, beating myself up, right? And when I learned, when I did all my study into mindset and I understood that the subconscious mind is always trying to protect us. This freed me, you guys. I need you to hear this. I need you to really like let this go all the way down, sink into your soul. Your mind is always trying to protect you. Okay, so you are not a failure. You have done nothing wrong. You are not being punished by the universe. This is not what's going on here. 
So if, for example, we use the idea of relationships, right? If you've been through 20 duds, 20 dudes who are awful, who abuse you, it doesn't even matter if it's 20, if there's a pattern, right, of issues in any area, relationships, money, doesn't matter, whatever, health, there is a part of you that does not feel safe. Remember, because the subconscious mind is always looking to protect you. So, so if, if it's relationships, right, and this was me, and this has been such a work <laughs> to like shift this stuff. So I'm going to try and collapse time for you guys a little bit because I took the long way for sure. So I had um, relationship after relationship after relationship and it was the same thing every single time where we'd meet, they would be obsessed with me. Like, oh my gosh, where have you been all my life? I want to marry you and da 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 da. Up on a pedestal, right? And then something would happen. Every single time it would crash and burn, crash and burn. Something unexpected would happen and it would just end. And I would, be, I would have to walk away. It would be like something awful, some disrespect, something horrible would happen. And I would be like, you know what? I deserve better than this. And then I'd walk away. But then here's where I started to learn. Because in that moment, I would feel relief. <laughs> and then... I would do really, really well. Like I would thrive for like a month or so and I'd focus on myself and my goals and my training and my whatever I wanted to do, my own happiness. And then I'd meet another guy and the cycle would repeat again. And then I'd walk away and then I'd feel relief and I'd focus on me. And I realized in a session with my coach that I did not feel safe around men. Now, I did not feel safe around men because the men that I had seen were trash, and I do not hold back. The men that I had been an observer to as a child were hideously abusive, narcissistic, toxic, abusive in every sense. Physical, mental, emotional, financial. Um, every example of a man that I had seen had controlled, had dominated, had cheated, had lied, had just been horrific, right? So then... I had created that, right? That was my blueprint. So I believed that men were awful. Um, so consciously, I was like, I really want a relationship. Unconsciously, I was like, but men aren't safe. They treat you poorly. So get, guess what? Kind, the kind of people that I had attracted over the years, right? Which then obviously builds more of a belief system. So my unconscious mind, which is trying to keep me safe, is trying to get me out of those situations, so I attracted men who were emotionally unavailable, um, who were wounded. They were always wounded. One of my friends said that to me one day. He was like, why do you always pick the broken ones? And I was like, ooh. Um, he was not wrong. I did. But I unconsciously did that because if they were broken, I was safer, right? They couldn't hurt me. And they couldn't hurt me if it ended, right? So if I picked someone healthy with their act together then there was a real risk that it might last forever and I wouldn't be able to get out. And my unconscious mind was like, no, nah, this is not safe. So pick the broken ones so I can get out, right? So it will crash and burn so I can leave. So that was actually serving me, right? Now I, of course, up until this point, had no idea this is what was going on. I had all these stories around, see, everyone abandons me, everyone rejects me, everyone leaves me, I'm unworthy, I'm not good enough. It's obviously because I'm not attractive enough. 
all of these stories, right? Because then I was racking up all this evidence. I'm like, see, everyone leaves, everyone leaves, everyone leaves, everyone abandons me. And then I started to to really look at what was going on and realized, oh my gosh, this is me. (laughs) As Taylor Swift says, you know, the problem is me. And it's true. (laughs) But the problem is me, yes, but also the solution, right? So what I do um, for myself and with my coaching clients is I work with subconscious modalities, right? NLP and hypnotherapy, primarily. Really gentle ways that we can start to support the subconscious mind to feel safe. Because at the end of the day, it's 95% of your mind. If it doesn't feel safe, it's not going to let you do the thing. So if you want the thriving business, but you have a bunch of beliefs that only greedy, horrible people have money, if your family hate rich people, and so you know that if you were to become rich and wealthy, you'd be kicked out of your family, your mind is not going to allow you to do it, right? You have to shift your beliefs so they're all in alignment. So your conscious and your subconscious want the same thing. This is why this matters so much, right? Because our subconscious mind is running the show constantly. It is not our conscious mind. It is our our deepest core beliefs. And a lot of people try and cover this up, right? They try and mask it. They act tough on the outside. They act like, oh no, I believe in myself. I'm so worthy. I'm so awesome. But it's obvious that that is not true. Based on the decisions that they're making, based on the results that they're getting in their life, It doesn't work, and it's an ego thing. It truly is. But when we can understand that the subconscious mind is always trying to protect us, so we don't need to do that. We don't need to put on that fake, egotistical, hard, you know, facade because there's actually nothing to feel shame over or embarrassment about. And we do this, right, where we go, oh, I should be at this stage in my life, at this age, I should be here, I should be there. Where does that actually come from? What are the rules, right? This is just society's conditioning. And society has conditioned us to believe that whatever we are isn't right. Whatever we are right now, it needs to be better. You know, if you're skinny, you need a bigger butt. If you're too big, you need to lose weight, but you have to look young, but you can't look too, you know, it's, like, it's just ridiculous. But we've got to remember that all these people are making money. There's a reason why we're getting this messaging, Right. But we've been raised on it, so we've just let it absorb into our subconscious mind, which is why if we want to change our outcomes, our results, we have to reprogram our belief systems because they are subconscious. We have, what, 60, 70, 80,000 thoughts a day. We are not thinking those thoughts, you know? So many of them are just the thoughts that we had yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. So... If we're serious about changing our life and getting different results, we have to start shifting our belief system. Now, one of the most important things, and this is the very first thing that I do with every single client that I have, is focus. We want clear goals, right? Now, remember, the conscious mind, it's 5%, but it's also like the director, right? So it's calling the shots. So it says, okay... Um, these are our goals for, for love, for health, for business, for impact, for friends, for fun, for self-love, whatever I want to do. I want to travel the world. I want to go to Bali. I want to go and feed elephants in a sanctuary. I want to, whatever it is, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. But when you are clear and specific, this is what I'm doing now, right? Your subconscious mind starts to go, oh, okay, 
So in order for me to get that, these seven limiting beliefs need to be addressed, right? And what it's going to do is bring it to your attention. And what that looks like so often is triggers. Things are going to happen in your life. So anything that's triggering you, and we talked about this in the last episode, (laughs) is truly a gift. And it does not feel like a gift, right? Your friend says something to you and it deeply upsets you and offends you, or some guy doesn't call you back, or you get dumped, or, or your boss is rude to you, or something, right? These are actually all things <laughs> that are helping to reveal to you what's going on within you. Because the thing is, if, it, if you didn't believe it, there wouldn't be a trigger, right? So the trigger is actually not about anything external from you. It's that a wound within you has been, you know, pressed upon, basically. So it's your job then to become aware of what those things are and start to reframe them, right? Like, why am I hurt? And like my coach always says, why do you choose that? And it's so annoying, but it's so good, (laughs) right? Like, why do you choose to be offended by that, Monica? And I'm like, oh, because she said whatever. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. I have a choice to be offended by something or not. Why would I choose to be offended? Because actually, you know, we know that anger is a secondary emotion. But under, under the anger is pain. Because actually that comment that someone made made me feel unworthy or un- not good enough. And so rather than facing that, that pain, it's easier to go, screw you. But in facing the pain, that's where the healing comes from, right? Because the issue is the feeling of unworthiness. And that's going to keep getting triggered everywhere we go until we address it. Because we're going to keep creating it while it's there. Because the 95% of our mind that is running the show, that is seeking out more, remember, is going to keep finding examples of that feeling of unworthiness for us until we get rid of it. So when we can start to get very clear and focused on what we actually want, and we need to start challenging our thoughts and our stories and our beliefs. And people get so uncomfortable with this, and this is why they hire me, because so often people are not willing to do things on their own that I'm willing to do. Because you know what? I love you guys way too much to let you stay average and to let you stay small. And I will make you sweat. (laughs) I do it all the time. It does not faze me. Um, you know, because if I said to you, like right now, for example, I want a list of 10 things about you that make you so worthy, people start panicking. Now, it should not be that hard, right? And they literally try and distract me. But if you want to feel good about yourself, wouldn't you think that talking nicely to yourself would be a good move? Like, doesn't that make sense? But people run from it, right? So it's like, okay, why would you avoid it? Oh, because it's uncomfortable. Because you've spent your entire life speaking like trash to yourself. So speaking nicely to yourself is actually really uncomfortable. And you know what? <laughs> I say this with love, but the healthy things are going to be uncomfortable <laughs> when we're used to the, other, the opposite, right? So if you guys need help with this, please reach out to me. Send me a message. Send me an email. It's literally what I do. I've got self-study programs to help. But this is a big topic. So if there's more on this, send me a message and I'll record a part two because this is a huge, huge topic. But I hope that you've got some value out of this and I can't wait to see you guys at the next episode. Have an awesome, awesome rest of your week.
And that is a wrap. Thank you for showing up for yourself, for being here. And please let me know your aha moments. I want to hear all about them. For extra support, make sure you're following me on TikTok and Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Check out the School of Greatness for self-study courses. And of course, if you want one-on-one -on -one mentoring, just DM me and I would love to have a chat with you. Go and slay the day. Thank you for being you. See you soon.